What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Lauda, what do you got? I love Uber facts. And I saw this uh, that was tweeted out and said, A study in 2014 found that couples that slept naked together reported higher levels of intimacy and happiness. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, we live in Cali. It's hot. I get it. But there's also something else in Cali. Earthquakes. How comfortable mm-hmm. are you guys sleeping naked? And imagine a big earthquake hitting and you can't get no clothes. That is my biggest fear. How do you guys oh, feel about the study? I, I don't sleep naked. I sleep in my underwear. I'm in I mean, I'm in my chones all the time. Um I, I the only reason Such I'm not in my chones. The only reason I'm not in my chones right now is because um my wife went back to work this week for the first time in eight years. Congrats to Kel. Way, way um, to go. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh and my mother-in-law is here helping this week while we mm, sort some stuff out. Mm, so no I got some no some sad, basketball sad, shorts sad. on, but uh, but yeah, I literally have a white t-shirt on. It's V-neck though, uh, so it's a little bougie, and um, and I've got some basketball shorts on. But if not, I'd be wearing my uh, my Hanes or whatever it is. Interesting. I got on. So when we're on those, but I but I wear boxer too. briefs. I wear boxer <laughs> briefs, just so you know. I don't wear like old man white chones, you know. Now, Laura, take a guess. Uh huh. How do you think I sleep? How do you think LZ sleeps? We understand George sleeps in his chones. Right, with a t-shirt, a t-shirt, a little, a light t-shirt. I like wearing like weathered t-shirts. So like ones that have been washed so many times that they're thin. Right, like the the armpits are yellow. Yeah. No, no, not yellow, bro. That they're thin. Like does do laundry, Cap. (laughs) Yeah. So. (laughs) So. Listen, you, George has told us how he sleeps. Now take a guess how LZ and I sleep. I'd be curious to hear also. LZ, right, go ahead. You guys guess. LZ naked. For mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Cap, I want to say you do also, but I feel like you might be self-conscious, so you actually wear clothes. Okay. Um, LZ, I'll defer to you, or I'll go first. Your choice, sir. Uh, I actually wear clothes. Oh, wow. Because I'm always ready in case some stuff pops off. <laughs> stay ready. You don't got. You, stay ready. You don't have to get ready. You don't have to get ready, man. Right. Yeah. I'm sitting around naked. Then I gotta find my clothes. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. No. I'm ready. You come in my house. I'm ready to scrap as soon as you walk in. Yeah. Dressed. He don't play. I do not play. I'm dressed and weaponized. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, guess guess what I do. I sleep naked. Butt ass naked. Every night, cold, hot, you name it. And girlfriend sleeps bottomless, shirt up top, no bottom. So now I find that the study is very accurate. There you go. You know, very, very good, Laura. Okay. Unpredictable. I, I, How about that? Yeah, I, I didn't think you would sleep naked. I would I would definitely say LZ, but yeah. yeah and you think <laughs> I'm just going to be out there vulnerable? <laughs> I'm just, just saying. Earthquake. <laughs> I mean, you, think you think because LZ got the best physique, he sleeps naked, he wants to see it more? I'm just saying, if I had a body like that, I'd be walking naked all the time. Like so, LZ, you are, you are like putting out more of those different. damn... You are putting out more of those workout videos, my man. I love you, but there's a lot of workout videos right now. Well, as you know, I have several businesses that I'm trying to get up and going. Okay. And so, uh, those businesses like advertisers, and some of these advertisers are <laughs> of the fitness variety, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, I like the There's a lot of workout videos. Smart man, LZ. Chris was talking for that. Chris was talking about them in the open for a few weeks, and all of a sudden, I'm like, LZ's just like, hell, that he hit the turbo button on these workout videos. Like, well, you know, LZ, the thing is that all I'm doing is press record. 
I yeah. work out that often, so it's yeah. not like I'm making no, no, trips no, to no, no. No one's debating that part of it. No, of course we but know you see, that. Last but, weekend, but, but, LZ but, but, put out a video of himself doing deadlifts shirtless, yeah. and in the background was the song that he had picked as his anger song. I don't remember the the, the title of the song. It was but, the Muse song. The Muse song. So I thought this was a goof. Like, I thought we were all going to do this. So I go, and I go shirtless, and I start doing push-ups. But you'll notice you only see my back. I would never let you see my front. Right. And I used one from Metallica because that was my anger song. And then I thought, George, you would jump in with a workout video. No, I didn't but, even see any of those videos. But, but like, once LZ put out the video this weekend of this move that he's doing, shirtless, it's like a break dancing move, but it's like real, real slow. So yeah, it looked like Capoeira. Like remember that that Capoeira movie? What's the name of that movie where they were doing uh, Capoeira? The Brazilian I don't know, man. But karate. it was gymnastics. It was. He was. I was like, you know what? I'm done with Only these, the strong? these thirst trap videos. Only the strong. Good pull, Bergman. I loved that movie. Banana really? way. Yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> that's movie. I loved it. Such a bad movie. It is good exercise this weekend, LZ. That's right? a good exercise. It's fine. You it's great. What? It is really. Um, so as I said, I got it from someone else. This um, Spanning brother down in Texas has his gym, and he has a lot of those exercises, and I follow him and communicate with him back and forth. And what that does on the tail end of a really good workout, it gives you a different kind of burn. You know how, like, when you lift heavy, you know, you may top it off by hitting, like, 45 on each side, like, 10 times with one last good burn. Yes, instead I understand. Instead of doing that, mm-hmm. instead of doing that, you do some of these exercises – hit some of the muscles in a similar sort of motion if you do it at the same pace, which is what I was mimicking, but it hits the muscles differently because the distribution of the body weight as you move back and forth. Yeah, it was a good-looking exercise. I'll tell you no, that right good. now. It's, it's legit. Plus, it helps on your mobility. keeps the hips loose and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I'm just I'm – just, I'm all cardio right now. I'm, I'm Peloton in the morning. I'm running in the middle of the afternoon. I'm starting to double it up here, LZ, because I told you I got to get the beach body ready. You said it doesn't work like that. I'm like, I'm going to shrink by 20 pounds here in the next two months. I'm sure and your beach body be ready by December, Cap. W- no, no. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Bye. I'll tell you this. I will start matching your thirst trap videos in 10 pounds, which hey, means I may not say? ever get there. What did you just say? I will match those thirst trap videos in 10 pounds. Um, okay. Just let me know which <laughs> thirst trap videos you're referring to. Because uh, if I really wanted to trap some thirst, what you saw is nothing. Oh, damn. Ooh, get it. see. All my shorts on those videos are like 13 inches long. But I do own some that are... Short, short. Shorter. Short, short. Are you going to wear like, like, like John I Stockton? I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to no, do. No, 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 no. Way it's shorter. It's dangerous. Yeah. Ooh. John Stockton. I mean, that's nothing nowadays. John Stockton all over y'all. <laughs> well, you know, the short shorts kind of made a comeback with some of the younger generation in the NBA. Like they have they have a, the younger guys have adopted that a little bit. So uh, anyhow. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Kaplan, let's finish this Kenley conversation. Yeah, go ahead. So basically, when I went there, I watched him pitch. I, you know, I could see, you know, I, I was fortunate because I was invited by someone who had seats behind home plate. So I'm used to watching Kenley from behind right like you know as the the angle of behind the pitcher over the shoulder onto the catcher when I as I was sitting there watching his pitches and the lack of control is much more startling when you're watching it from this direction and the other aspect of the equation is this I know him was like oh you're crazy he's had the lowest ERA he's had since 2017 you're just being an alarmist yeah but here's the deal when you're a closer you need a couple of things 
to really be successful. You need to blow people away with a mm-hmm. specific pitch. I would say there's something before that, George. What's that? You need a lead. Well, you need a lead for sure. But when you're <laughs> on the hill finally, okay, okay you, you need to blow people away with a specific pitch. And mm-hmm. he, he was capable of doing that with his cutter regularly, less so recently, okay, over the last couple of years. But now the numbers that are really startling to me, 26 appearances. That's not a small sample size anymore, okay? That is about a third, more than a third of his normal appearances at this point over a span of a season. His strikeout-to-walk ratio is 1.58. To put that into context, it would be the lowest in his career by a decent margin, okay? So the other part of it, his strikeout per nine, also the lowest in his career, okay? Then... His walks per nine innings, almost double his worst output of his career, which was last year. At 3.3 walks per nine innings, he's at 6.4 walks per nine innings. You can't be a, a – he has been pitching and being – he is getting lucky in a lot of these cases because he is loading bases. This is – it's not just yesterday um, with, with the Rangers – this is a consistent problem with him where he is walking guys. Bergman, I know you watch more Dodger baseball than anyone else. That That is a fact. He is putting more men on base than he has ever put in his life, and he is playing with fire. Yeah, he is. It's just, you know, a lot of the what he's getting is a lot of soft contact that he wasn't getting last year, and he is his velocity is way, way up from where it was. It's just the problem is you're talking about ERA. ERA just doesn't mean anything, especially I was just trying to look for it, but he gives up. He gives up inherited runs. Those don't go to him. So that Correct. doesn't go to that doesn't go to your Correct. ERA. Correct. So, but right. but I get but the pushback that I'm getting is, oh, look at his ERA. And to your point, ERA that doesn't is, mean anything. It's a mirage, is what I said earlier. Yeah, but I think that using strikes strikeouts per nine innings and means walks more. per nine innings means I, way more, especially for a closer. See, I actually look at it differently. I look at it two numbers. Yesterday, he had twenty he had twenty pitches, right? He had seventeen strikes. So, I mean, when it comes to control, is that you think that's good or not good? It's good, except for the fact that when you're putting it over the plate and it's not cutting like it used to cut. Correct. Then you okay. get it. Then you have basically a straight. You have a straight fastball right. instead of a cut fastball. Guys can hit okay. the straight ball, man. Correct. Like Pedro okay. Serrano in Major League, I hit ball straight very okay. far. Let me give you another number, and this is this is what if I'm the front office of the Dodgers, this is the number that I'm ultimately considering: fifteen saves. Two blown. Two blown saves. So, so can you live with that? Is it the 15 or the two? Right. Which one is it? Is it he's got 15 no, you saves? You said you Which one, one is, is more important to you? Yeah. I'd say the 15 saves is more important. I think 15 out of 17 is pretty good. The guy who leads the National League in saves is Melanson from San Diego. He's 19 of 21. Can you guys live with that? So here's my thing, my friend. I'm more concerned about the two. Because you don't really learn much about the 15. You have to do some really deep diving into the 15. Right. You don't know if that's a save because he had a comfortable lead. You don't know if it's a save because there was a lucky play, blah, 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 blah. And while you may not know all the reasons why the losses occurred, mean, you know, like an error may have led to a man getting staying on base, blah, 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 blah. You may not know that level of detail, but what you do know is that in all likelihood you had a lead and then it was lost. Yep, blown And how safe. many times was that lost? 
on that arm. That you definitively know. And so I don't care about, it's not that I don't care, but I just think that the information in those two are as much more valuable than the information in that 15. So with that being said, um, George's analysis is correct. So spot on. And, you know, it's, they have been lucky in a lot of those 15s that you're, you know, in terms of the win column. And he's been lucky. But the question is, how content is the front office with the calculus that factors in the luck, that factors in the saves, the cost, Because right. luck is part everything. of it. Luck is factors, part of it. Yeah, if they factor in all of it, and then they say to themselves, we can live with this. Whatever the finished product is, once you run the numbers and the calculus, we're okay with this. What we have here is better than any other calculus out there. And they've been saying that consistently to us now for the past three seasons at least. They have. There's no question because we've, we have been questioning him for two and a half seasons at the very least. And here's sure. the thing. When you're in the playoffs, what happens is you saw it last year in the 2020 playoffs. They went to Julio Urias for three innings. They went yep. to Blake Trinan more often than they used to. I mean, they were bringing in other guys to, to, yep. to be closers as well. They're not going to put them in a position not to succeed. And that's the kind of the idea. If you have a three-run lead in the ninth inning, yeah, yeah. you're going to see Kenley Jansen. But yeah. if it's in the playoffs on a game seven and it's only a one-run game, you may, and you're seeing the top of the order, you might not see him there. Yeah. Well, They're well, not going to put him in a bad spot. To Greg's point, I mean, uh, Phil Bickford came in there and was a dumpster fire Mess, five, in that nothing. situation. <laughs> okay? Disaster. I mean, I was like, you, you got to be kidding me. Like, as, as the entire stadium was, like, super, like, chill and relaxed. And all of a sudden, it was like, first hit was like, oh. And then the second hit was like, oh. And the third is like, oh. And then it's like, well, they're scoring runs. Like, oh, what is happening here? Like, you can hear the mumbling and the murmuring. And people are like, and then they bring in Kenley. People are excited. And then Kenley's walking people. And you're like, come on. Like, it got tense there at the end of that game. Well, no shock. I mean, listen, this, this was the storyline coming into the season surrounding Kenley Jansen. Again, you've brought up a We're bunch season? of stats here today that say that you're concerned about him. Right. I've presented some other statistics, uh, 15 for 17 in save opportunities. You guys haven't bought into that. Ultimately, it comes down to... No, Does you're you're a bottom office? line guy, and the yeah. bottom line is that he is getting it successful. I'm more of a process person. I think the process is flawed here, is what I would say. And that's the question. Does and you're getting the, the results office, with a flawed process. Do they agree that that it's time to upgrade the position after all these years dating back to 2010 and all that he's done and all that he's been a part? Is it time now to replace him in that role? Yeah. And is there somebody, is there a deal to be had? Can we go out there and make that deal? Can we strengthen the team? Because they think this is perhaps a weak link. That's I, I the would con- I would consider looking at it in the in the trade market when the time comes. Um, he went in there and he gave up a couple of hits and runs were. Greg's point: inherited runners were scoring, and I was just like, oh boy, uh, like this, And this is more of a regular occurrence. And seeing it up close, the way I saw it, and seeing how he's not throwing the cutter with the same effectiveness, that was scary to me. All right. 877-710-ESPN. We'll open it up for people. 877-710-3776. How do you feel about PDA, public displays of affection? We'll get to that. Some of your calls coming up. And we've got some NBA news to pass your way. If you're a Laker fan, you're going to want to stay tuned. 710 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, George, as you know, I have a theory about seeing movies. Well, it's not a theory. It's actually a fact. About seeing movies the opening weekend in theaters when you can. Yes, I know. You, you're you're yes. a proponent of yes. it. Yes. Yes. For those who don't know, um, not quite sure where we are today because of how we had to shift around because of the pandemic. But prior yeah. to the pandemic, yeah. opening weekends were a huge factor in determining what kind of projects got green-lighted going forward. So it used to be times when you know a, a cast that had too many black people in it with a poor opening weekend would be a signal to Hollywood, we don't need to make more of those movies. Similarly, if it's a big hit, it's like going, let's make more of those. So I like to go to movies, go to the theater for movies in particular that are made by creators of color. We didn't have opportunities to have this, you know, when I was growing up to make sure as best I can that they have as good as an opening weekend as possible because I want more of those movies being made. Mm -hmm. In the Heights is the first like post-pandemic movie I saw because I was so nervous about going back. But I was like, you know what? I'm vaccinated. It's all good. Plus, anybody in this theater anyway. So I'm going to sit here. Was there a lot of people? Hmm? Was there a lot of people at the theater? No. No, there oh. were not. There okay. were not. But, you know, there were like, uh, it was like maybe like six, maybe other people in the theater. So that was good in terms of the anxiety about being back in the theater. Did you have a sense of anxiety while you were there? I had a sense of anxiety because it was like, it's just been a minute, right? Right. So I was just kind of like, all right, all right. But then I was just like, dude, you're vaccinated. If the vaccination doesn't work, then... The theater and the movie theater. It, it ain't going to matter problem. anyway. Right. right. That was your last yeah. problem, so. Yeah. I chill. So, LZ, you said six people total in the theater? Yeah. What wow. time was it at? Wow. Uh, I want to say like one o'clock in the afternoon, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. I could get oh. a little bit. Saturday or Sunday? Um, I think it was Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, middle of the day. How many people are in a movie theater? I don't know. Not, not many. Not, not many. Well, for kids' movies, yes. For adult movies, mm, well, unless it it's like some sort of blockbuster, are. summer blockbuster. It depends on where you are, too, because for some families who don't have central air or working air conditioning, in the middle of the day is when you right? go because you can yeah. go off for free. Yeah. yeah. That is really interesting what you're saying, though, about having anxiety about going back to things that were very normal pre-pandemic. And here we are this week. The state of California is going to open up. People are going to go back into Dodger Stadium. It's going to be wide open. Same with Angel Stadium. Um, So, you know, masks can come off, et cetera, et cetera. I had a very interesting experience also this weekend. I went to a, and I'm putting this in quotes, a celebrity poker tournament that I was invited to. And there were all these old-time football players and baseball players and guys whose names you would know, but they're old-timers. And I was sitting there, and I was shaking hands with person after person after person. And I was sitting at a table of people that I had never met before, and you know they were great people and pleasure to be around. But I, I started thinking to myself, man, nobody's wearing a mask. Everybody's shaking hands, I, I, I guess, over time. I mean, we're done. It's over. And I just kept thinking to myself, maybe I should have a mask on or 
gosh, maybe I should have like hand sanitizer. So I understand what you're saying about that anxiety about going back to things that were normal pre, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I have shaken hands with some people, mostly with people that I know, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I've shaken a lot of hands with people that are strangers. I've done, like, the fist bump with them. All good. I mean, listen, Michael Thompson has told us on these airwaves, even <laughs> he didn't even like shaking hands before the pandemic. So he's because he's a germaphobe, you know, so it's like and he's just going to bow to you. And and uh, and that's the way it's going to be, you know. Uh, so, look. I get it. Like, I get, there's going to be some hesitation for some people, and that's just normal, right? It's no different. Like, it's just we just went through a pretty traumatic event. <laughs> so, and uh, people are going to have adjust at different paces. That's it. That's but then life. All the, but then all of a sudden, tomorrow is going to come, and it's going to be the 15th of June. And if you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to. And if you want to go into a restaurant, you can. If If the Clippers make it on into the playoffs, there will be 20,000 people, in theory. At least 20,000 are available to come into the building. Uh, these are all things that are happening. You know, it's just, it, it's happening. Like, bam, bam, bam. Things are changing. Back yeah. to what it was. But I would say here, in at least, you know, in California, I feel like everything's been done in stages. You know what I mean? Like, restaurants have been at 50% capacity for a while, you know? I, I'll, I'll, I'll be real here about this. One of the coolest things about going to that Dodger game yesterday was the smaller capacity. I was in and out of that place. It was easy to get everything. A full Dodger stadium isn't as easy. So I, I do think that there'll be part of us that will miss some things. Like traffic's already been heating up for weeks, okay? And it's, it's, it's only going to get worse. I have a friend actually who I ran into at the office, Hercules Gomez, who used to play on the U.S. men's national team. Uh, here at ESPN, um, I ran into him today when I was doing the jump. He has like a cube right next to me, and we were talking about it. And he's going down to San Diego in a couple weeks, and he's like, "Bro, I had to use every single one of the miles I had to just ha- for five days because the cr- the hotel stuff is wild." Now, look, that's great. Things are booming, um, you know, and and obviously businesses have to make up for lost money. But all I'm saying is for those businesses. I hope that you make sure you take care of your employees is what I would say uh, as these prices are coming up. Um, I know that profit matters. I'm not a dummy. I get that everybody is in business for profit, but make sure you take care of your employees who help you uh, in these situations as you're going to expect full houses moving forward. I'm Bernie Sanders and I approve this message. Oh, no, I'm not that. <laughs> I, I sure as hell ain't that. But I, def- <laughs> but I definitely, um, you know. Sorry, that was a very terrible Vermont accent, by the way. Vermont meets Brooklyn via Chicago accident. Yeah, yes. yeah. I just feel like you got to take care of your people, man. Like, you got to take care of your people. Like, I that, I am no, a big proponent of that, um, especially as things get more packed and people are going to be high. Because hotels are hiking prices, like hiking prices, okay? More than they normally would in the summer, and I get it. Again, they've lost some money. So, but again, the whole point of Everybody's that Everybody's lost me, money, though, to your point. I mean, yeah, they lost us money, too, right? Everyone lost money. Correct. So it's like, that means your employees lost money, and some yep. folks were more in position to lose money than others. Correct. So hopefully some of that trickles down onto the people who help your businesses uh, flow. Which I shook hands with a guy yesterday. Don't trickle. Turn on the faucet. No trickling. Turn on the faucet. Yeah, that's true. No trickling. Yeah. I I shook hands with a guy yesterday who was standing there telling me that he wasn't vaccinated. And I thought, you know what? I feel bulletproof. I feel like I'm good because I was. So if that's your deal, which, you know, I wish you would do it. 
But if that's your deal, you know what? I feel like you couldn't hurt me. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just being naive, you know? But I felt strong, like, I got this. Like, I'm around people for the first time in a, in a setting, in an environment like this. I'll shake your hand. Let's, let's shake it out, man. All right, coming up next, we're going to play Would You Rather, and then I got some news for Laker fans. A hot little rumor about one of your Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get to that coming up. Stick around. We're back in three and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Gregory, go ahead. (laughs) I always like how that starts off. I don't know why. Uh, All right, let's start with Sedano. We'll start with you. You like to travel a lot. So, would you rather have unlimited international first-class tickets, unlimited, or never have to pay for food at restaurants again? Oh, I don't mind paying for food. I don't mind paying for food at all. Like, I'm... I. I don't hear you want to hear something funny about me. So I love paying for good food. Like I don't care. I am good like that. But you know what annoys me? I'll give you an example. Yesterday, um, on the way back from Dodger Stadium, my wife uh, and I were on the phone. I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of um, in the mood for wings. You want to get like Wingstop or something? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So I order the Wingstop um, and I pick it up on the way back. And you know what? So I told no, my bad. I told her to order it. So she orders it. And I get back, and there's like 37 ranches in like those little plastic things. And I'm like, don't we have ranch here at the crib? Like, what are we doing spending like $3 on one of these ranches? You know what I mean? Like, I could buy a whole damn bottle for $3. So it's like little things like that that irk me. And I'm not trying to get mad at Wingstop because I hear you out trying to make money. You know, I get it. But my thing is like, that's the type of stuff I wouldn't pay for. But long story short, uh, I would absolutely rather have first class accommodations everywhere I go because I don't mind paying for good quality food that people work really hard to make. I just would take the first class airfare anywhere internationally at any time just because then I get on a plane, I travel and do all the things I really want to do and go to all the places I really want to go. Um, I think if I'm doing the math, if I travel enough during the year and I go to all these exotic places that I want to go to and I don't have to pay for it because I'm going there for free, and then I do the math of all the, the restaurants and all the food, I think I'm, I'm way making out on the airfare over the food, so I'm taking the free first-class airfare. That's what I'd rather. I think we're all in agreement here. If I had free first-class airfare, I would probably take a flight to TJ just to be ghetto with it. So <laughs> I definitely think we're all in agreement. We're going to do the international flights. And the thing about the food, too, that I am going to miss, though, is when you go out with a group, and that math as to how fast you reach for the bill before you beat everyone else because you really ain't trying to pay the bill, but you ain't trying to, like, you're not paying for the bill, so you need to be aggressive, but not too aggressive to finish first. You want to finish, like, round third. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, That's funny. funny. Laura? That is funny. Laura, which one would you go with? I am with the boys. I love to travel, so if someone can give me first class all day, every day, I'm with it. Let me tell you something, yeah. man. I, um... I got a little life hack around here. Um, Share. I, so when I, well, with the company, 
you've been when you've been with them for a certain amount of years, they 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 you can negotiate first class mm -hmm. accommodations into your contracts. Yep. So I've got that ability and clause in my deals. And I um what I do is when I because I book my own travel and I, when I fly on like, let's say, American Airlines, which I don't do that often, as we uh, have discussed, what I look for, especially on long flights, I look for the ones, the 777s. You know why? Because they got the lay down, the full lay down. And I'm like. Ooh, is there a 777 on this route? I don't care what time it is. I'm getting on that one because you want to go and be as nice as you can. So that's a little life hack for you. If for some reason mm. you uh, are looking, if you're a, tra a, a consistent traveler and you can upgrade on your miles and all that stuff, you're one of these type of you know business travelers, get yourself on a 777 where they get you the good flights if you want to upgrade too because you get a little lay down action. It's nice that you negotiated that into your deal. I can tell you how embarrassing it is when I travel with my team that does Monday Night Football and I'll walk onto a plane and I see Kurt Warner in first class. I'm like, hey, I'll see you at baggage claim, dog, because I'll be <laughs> on the last row by the bathroom if you need me, just like yeah. if you want to come back and hang or something. Yeah. Bro, then Keep. just play the – if the company's paying for you to go, don't be that cheap. You can just upgrade for, like, 50 bucks. I would do it. I mean, you're only paying 50 bucks for the flight. That's true. You could pay the upgrade yourself. That, and Laura has a great point. I would do like if you know the life hack is cool. I mean, they I don't got none of that. So, but I mean, if the company was paying for a flight, I'll be like, yo, fifty bucks out of my pocket to be in first class. I'm with it. Sign me up. There you go. Yeah, I feel like if I have to fly from L.A. to San Francisco, from San Diego to Phoenix, um, you know, these kinds of flights, I'm like, whatever, I can handle it. And back in the no problem. I rarely fly, fly first class. I mean, it has to be some major hookup to fly first class. I kind of got that Warren Buffett thing where if Warren Buffett flies coach, why don't I fly coach? It's just guilt. Doesn't he have his own private airplane, though? I don't know. That's just what I don't know. I, I'm, I've made that up. I have no idea. Anyway, yeah. what's next, Greg? <laughs> All right. Well, Sedano knows I have been having some trouble sleeping in the past and still have that now. So, Cap, I'm going to ask you, would you rather have all of your clothes fit perfectly or have the most comfortable pillow, blankets, and sheets in existence? Ooh. Oh, wow. Um, it's tough, okay. right? No, it's not that tough. I just needed to let it marinate for a second. I'd rather have all my clothes fit me perfectly. I'm one of these people that doesn't have a problem sleeping. I can pretty much sleep anywhere, anytime. We're just talking about a plane. I can fly coach on a seat that doesn't recline and pass out and sleep comfortably, no problem. I'm a good sleeper. I'm uncomfortable in my clothes. I'm wearing a pair of jeans this weekend, and I told you guys, I gained all this weight during COVID because I always wore pants that had elastic waistbands. Now that I'm wearing jeans again, I'm fat. I'm gross. So <laughs> I want my clothes to fit perfectly. I can sleep anywhere. Mm -hmm. I have a question for Greg. Sorry, mm -hmm. Greg. I'm interrupting. Well, go ahead. Is it the body we want or the body we got? It's the body you got. That's just <laughs> no, this yeah. not part of the equation my, my in fits, here. My, fit, my clothes fit perfectly for it. That's I was like, if the body I want, then it's different. Never mind. <laughs> I will retract. Um, I don't have a problem sleeping either, but I do have a problem finding clothes. So I'm going to pick the clothes that fit. Me too. Same reasons. I can even if I do have problems sleeping, I can always just take like some melatonin and I'll be just fine. So, there you go. Or some indica gummies. That too. Or that too. Or that too. Yeah. I don't know who they make clothes for. This is like not like, me. Not me. Like I got to take my stuff in all the time. All the time. Yeah. All right. What's next?
All right, this one I think is going to be interesting for each one of you. Uh, LZ, we'll start with you. Would you rather move to a new city or town every week or never be able to leave the city or town you were born in? Oh, that's easy. Oh, ladder. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Ladder? You'd rather stay in the city and town you were born in? I would stay in Detroit every day, all day for the rest of my life. Just because moving is a pain in the pack ass. and move every oh. week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. The moving me? part is a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> the moving part, man. Yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst. It is moving. awful. It is awful. I, that I would part tell is you awful. Though, I, I would tell you, though, I was born in Panama City, Florida. My parents couldn't get out of Panama City fast enough. As soon as my father left the Air Force, they were right back to New York. So I don't really know the city that I was born in very well. I didn't spend much time there. Uh, but moving week to week, I don't know. Something kind of looks cool about living in like a van or a big camper and having Wi-Fi and being able to travel the country because all of a sudden we've learned we can work from anywhere. I don't know. I kind of think that looks cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that one. I'll move every week. I will say this. Renting a camper is expensive, bro. They charge you. I almost cursed. They almost charge. They That's charge you by the mile. That's a lot. Yeah. I, you know, I looked into that one year. I, I had that same thought. I told my wife one year when we were still, we still didn't have kids. I was like, oh, man, we should rent an RV. We'll go drive around places. We just get out of Florida because we were living in Florida. Then I was like, once we get out of Florida, it's, it's easy to get places. And... I looked into that, and I was like, damn. Like, I did the mileage on all the stuff we wanted to go and how much it was going to be. I was like, no, oh, girl, a, we're going to we'll, we'll just fly and, and just get the hotel room. It's a thing. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really, like, complain about a lot of things in our lives as a couple because we're very, very blessed. We're extremely yeah. blessed. But every time he comes to me and like, babe, I got a job opportunity, I'm like, going, because <laughs> I'm trying to chill. I don't find my gym. I got my bars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to, like, be part of a community. And it's like, the moving, man, is, like, brand new. Like, you don't know where to get your hair done at. You don't know where the, where the good food is at. You got to figure yeah. out where your people at versus yeah. everybody people. Because your people got the cocoa butter that you need for your skin. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. Now, Greg, let me ask you this. Before yes, I answer. Does it mean like a brand new city, like, or can it mean like I moved to different parts of LA? Well, the city, it's the city, brand new city. So it can be, you know, there is different cities around in the right. Area. That's what I'm saying. So it, if it's like every week I get to live in a different part of LA, has to be a different maybe. city, different, different city. city. Okay, like so I gotta move. LA. Like, like the the closest thing would be like, like another metropolis is what you're saying. Well, you can go to Pasadena. Right. That's a city. It's a right. city okay. of Pasadena. Yeah. So, right. Exactly. Because I lived in Pasadena and I don't live there anymore. So, well, you I can only you know, go back for a week. Yeah. The week part is sucky. The week is. But not. do I have to travel with all my stuff? Can I? Right. Maybe can, I'm going to like a furnished places. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's that like, Greg? Let's what's, say what's that. Like? Yes. They never you, give this no, level of no. Detail. You don't have to move all your stuff. All That's in the city. Okay. Then if it's week. that, then I'll move yeah. everything. I have every no week. idea. Just reading the question. <laughs> Just make yeah. it up, Greg. I mean, it's your question. I did. You could I did. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. All right. So there you go. That is Would You Rather. All right. Coming up next, I hope you like the Caruso because my man is attracting some people in free agency. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. And plus, LZ, 
got me uh, uh, got us a good topic today to talk about with the NBA in regards to all the young talent we are seeing flourish at the moment. We'll get to all that coming up in just a bit. Stick around. We're back here in just a moment. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Sedan so LZ Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. So Alex Caruso mm-hmm. is a hot target in free agency. The most recent report has the Cleveland Cavaliers interested in Alex Caruso. Now, look, we've known that there are going to be guys on this roster for the Los Angeles Lakers that are going to be plucked, perhaps, because they're not going to be able to match the money, per se, or they are not willing to go so far. Free agency, regardless of the sport, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, etc., hockey, generally is an overpay in a lot of cases, particularly for teams that are not the quote-unquote glamour teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, LZ, I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. Are you worried about some of the potential free agents here on this Lakers roster, including our man, the Caruso? Well, like you, I've also have uh, heard the rumblings. I actually, earlier today, was in like a 35-minute conversation all about the Lakers with a couple people um, within the community. And, you know, it's – it is fascinating because it's a, it's a math game, right, guys? It's like we love you, but this is the point in our relationship when we define by how much. And as soon as you say by how much with love, it just feels icky. And I hate looking at Alex like that because you're talking about the rose that grew out of the concrete. Mm-hmm. This, this is a dude wasn't drafted. G League, two-way contracts, and the next thing you know, he is starting game six of the NBA Finals. Damn it, if there's not a better feel-good story than that in the past two years in sports, I don't know what is, because that is a guide to perseverance right there. But because of that backstory, he's going to want to get paid and Mm -hmm. maximize this. Mm -hmm. And while I'm sure he is, is grateful and forever will be grateful, to Jeannie and this family and LeBron and everything else is connected to his time here, this is his time to get paid. And I ain't going to fault the brother if he wants to go to Cleveland because they're giving him $10 million more because while $10 million more may not sound a lot if you're focusing on the max deals, from where he came from and where he is now, $10 million is generational wealth, man. So you got you to do the math. You're exactly right, LZ. You got to do a lot of math. And the question is, if I stay here with the Lakers and over the course of the next four years, we're able to win another title and I'm able to get paid well and be a contributor, can I make more money simply because I'm a Laker, I'm in L.A., and I'm LeBron's teammate and we're winning championships? Can I make more money? Can I make it up? Oh, and by the way, athletes think like this. Um, And what's the tax ramifications of Ohio versus California? So what is the real math between here and there? But I'll say this. um, 
George, your original question was, there are a lot of Lakers that could get plucked off this roster. I got no problem with anybody. Um, if Alex Caruso goes and gets overpaid to be something that he may not be for another team, good for him to get paid. But he's a role player that lots of teams would want because he's the kind of guy you talked about perseverance, Elsie. He's the he's the dive on the floor, sacrifice his body, give you everything he got on every play kind of guy. So everybody wants a player like that. But if players get plucked off this Laker roster, hey, thanks for your service, man. Appreciate the championship if you were a part of it last year. But this team got to get better based on what we saw at the end. Okay. So, you know, Caruso, you guys both hit the nail on the head. I do think Caruso would be a nice player to keep. But to Elsie's yep. point, you know, he, he hasn't made a lot of money. And this is his probably one bite at the apple is my guess. Okay. To make good money. You know, like good NBA money. Mm-hmm. Now, the other guys, there are a couple of other guys on this list when you look at it that you're like, hmm. Like, we've talked a lot about Schroeder. But Taylor Horn Tucker is a restricted mm-hmm. early bird free agent, okay? So there is probably going to be a team, Cap and LZ, that's going to do one of those poison pill contracts because they can where, you know, those first two years, it's like, ah, it's a couple million. But then that third and fourth year is, quote, unquote, the tough pill to swallow, right? Where all of a sudden that salary can jump up threefold, if not more, potentially. And, like, that, you know, if he turns out to be what I think Laker fans expect and what I think he can be, and I know, LZ, you're very high on him, Cap, you like him, but it's a gamble, right? It's a gamble in those situations, uh, with a restricted free agent because you have the right to match in those situations. So that's good. But there are a lot of teams that have done this in the past with those poison pill contracts. And I can see a team trying to stick it to the Lakers that way for sure. Well, well I would certainly expect that, yeah. But when it comes to THT, he's different than Caruso. THT, you could see some things that Caruso would never be able to do. Correct. And because of he is so young and he can do those things now, and more importantly, and perhaps most importantly, you know he's he's about that life. You can already tell. You can already tell he's about that life. In fact, he so is about that life, he got benched for being too much about that life because right. he didn't always make the right play. But he was always being aggressive. He was never being afraid. And you love that in a player with his kind of offensive skills. And he's getting a little bit better on defense too, which I appreciate. He's different because that is somebody you can groom and grow with LeBron to help him maximize what he could be. Caruso is not that kind of player. THT is. So the math when it comes to THT, I think has a long-term sort of lens to it. Whereas Caruso, you know you've already reached what it's going to be. It's not going to be too much more beyond that. Yeah, THT is younger, and the, the, the Lakers made a decision during the season that rather than move him, because he was part of the rumors um, at the trade deadline, rather than move him, they believe that there's greater upside. When you're a guy who barely played any college ball and gets drafted in the second round, but you're really first-round talent, and you're just starting to grow into it, see, to me, I'm with you. He is different. You don't, you don't get rid of a guy like that right now you actually hold on to him longer term and try and cultivate him. And frankly, you try and make him part of the core. 
Um, so when people say LeBron and AD, I don't expect them to say LeBron, AD, and THC. I just mean that he's part of your five, six, seven guys. He's part of your core. And so for me, he's also, he, he's different than Caruso. Look, I, I just have to say this. I'm just saying that the Lakers got to come correct with him. Because to the point that you guys made earlier, he feels like he should have been in the first round. But, you know, things got in the way, injuries, et cetera, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Yep. So he's looking like, I lost money on that exchange. So yep. I need to make some money now, okay? And he gets to get a bite at the apple before a lot of kids in his draft class because of it. So he's got to – like, it's going to be a management situation. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, Rich Paul has to manage the expectations. The Lakers also have to come correct, right? Like, it's going to be a fascinating – like situation to see unfold because again you know THT you're going to get an opportunity to get to free agency way faster than your brethren who was drafted in the first round so you're going to get paid earlier than them but you also get a chance to stay and play with LeBron and AD right so like you got to manage those two things and see what's most important to you now I think the young man I think the Lakers will do it right with him mm-hmm. but I, I'm just I'm just saying don't get it twisted that this young man is going to want to get paid. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, he, there's, no, there's no family discount. Um, there's no hometown discount. There's no agency discount. There's no I know LeBron discount. There's no I'm from Chicago discount. There will be no discount. Right. But if you look at what that is and what that could be as it continues to learn from LeBron – because they play very similarly. He's not nearly as athletic, of course, but there's a similar sort of attack mode they both have when they go downhill, and they don't mind being physical. He can learn from LeBron, but he could also just do what he do, learn how he learns, get paid, probably be on a crappy team, and and try to figure that out too. You you know, he, he could do either. It's about how he wants to manage his career and what he thinks is the best opportunities for him. Selfishly, I think the best is to learn from the best. But that may not necessarily give you the touches that you think you should have right now. It may not even give you the money you think you should have right now. But what that would give you is all the experience you would need to have a very long and prosperous career. This portion um, of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plans. Cap, we can continue this on the other side. Um, changing healthcare one person at a time. We got what you need to know in between. Plus, we still haven't gotten to public displays of affection. And there have been a number here recently uh, of a famous duo that we need to discuss. We'll get to that on the other side. 710 ESPN. Back in two.